The following audio content is a talk given at the Inn, a college ministry of University Presbyterian Church in Seattle, Washington. For more information, please visit our website, theinnseattle.org. As you go into um, the scripture today, um, I just wanted to make a note that please do whatever you need to take to feel comfortable really listening and reading the scripture. Um, all of it is important. So if you want to like whisper along, feel free. If you want to close your eyes and just listen, do whatever it takes um, to listen carefully. So our scripture today comes from Luke 1, 26 through 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. And there's a little bit more to it. Oh, that's it. Just kidding. That's that ends. Thank you, whoever made the slide. It's so simple. It's all in one one spot. Yes. So that is our scripture for today. I'm going to start out with the lie that Mary believed. It's actually easy to skip over it. Um, so what happens in verse 29? We see that Mary was greatly troubled at the words that the angel spoke to her. So the angel says, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Um, have you ever had someone compliment you? And you feel like you don't deserve the compliment. So you're kind of like, why are you saying this to me? Um, I think this is basically what Mary felt because her response of being greatly troubled meant that she didn't believe that she was highly favored or that the Lord was with her. So I think there are many times where we can relate to Mary like this. The next, the next lie that she believes is in verse 34. Um, she asks, how will this be since I'm a virgin? Um, this kind of, Structure that we use a lot is like, how can this be God because blank, some sort of logical conclusion. Like, this is obviously a very logical conclusion. How can I have a child if I have never had sex? Like, that doesn't work. Um, and that's really, like, that is a very logical conclusion. However, um, if we believe in a God who has created the whole universe and who we know has performed so many miracles, including the past three weeks we learned about Bartimaeus' healing, um, we've seen how King David has been, his joy has been restored after cycles and cycles of depression, um, which I know I personally can relate to. Um, and even last week when we heard about Moses and the kinds of miracles like the burning bush um, and, like, him throwing a staff on the ground, how God can do all these things, then surely God can do this. And so how often do we also fall into this pattern of how can this be since blank, um, knowing that we follow a God who can do so many great things. And so I can relate to this a lot. I often forget 
um, that God can do so much in my life. Um, but yet, I'm always trying to remember. So let's go to the next page, or next slide. Um, I want to go into a time when I dealt with a lot of lies. So let's start with this photo. It's kind of blurry, so you can't tell. Um, but I think it's a semi-embarrassing photo. I'm actually really sweaty. Like, my face is really oily. And um, I am holding a glass of water at a cocktail hour. Um, at the time, I was a sophomore in college. I was only 20 years old, so all I could get was an iced glass of water. Um, and lastly, um, I don't, I can tell because I know my smile, but this is like actually like a kind of anxious, like smiling way too big smile. Um, so what this photo is, um, is me in New York City. Um, this is at a banquet for scholars, for college students who received a fashion scholarship. So to give you some backstory, um, at the beginning of my sophomore year, I heard about an opportunity to apply to a fashion scholarship. So basically they had this prompt um, and you had to make like a 14 page plan. Um, and so the first lie I dealt with was, how will I get the scholarship because I'm not made to be in the fashion industry. Um, at that time growing up, I'd always like loved putting together my outfit. Most people would say like, Joyce, you're really fashionable. But I always thought like to be in the fashion industry, you have to be like, I don't know, like a supermodel or someone who's into like luxury fashion. And that really wasn't me. And so I'd always believed like, this is not something I made for. Um, and so it's kind of like, how could I get the scholarship? I shouldn't even go for it. Um, but then through my scholarship counselor, she kind of spoke to me as the way that um, the angel spoke to Mary saying, do not be afraid. You can do the business option. So in the scholarship, there is a um, design and a business track. And I was a business student. So I was like, okay, I'll do the scholarship. I got the scholarship. So like, that's so cool. I didn't expect to get the scholarship. It was incredible. For the scholars who got it, they were flown out to New York City for three days, like all expenses paid. We stayed in the Waldorf Astoria, if you've heard of that. It's like near Central Park. Um, and then like a huge banquet. And then there are all these cool like internship opportunities in New York City. Um, so then at this cocktail hour that happened, I was like, how will, be, how will I be confident at this cocktail hour because I'm wearing a suit because I read the paper wrong. I thought it said business casual when it said dress fancy. And it's not even a power suit. That's what I was thinking. Um, and God said to me, do not be afraid. You have a beautiful smile. And he sent that message through the photographer who took a photo of me who was just like, can I take a picture of you with a beautiful smile? So God reminded me again, like, no, like... I got you. So the last lie that I experienced um, was when I compared myself to all the other scholars. And I asked myself, how will I compare to the other scholars? Because I'm just a sophomore, and everyone else who got the scholarship from UW is about to graduate. Um, and in, retros in retrospect, this is what I hear from God, is do not be afraid. Your age is inspiring, and you will go on to inspire one of these senior girls years from now. So I got to meet up with one of the girls um, about a year ago. And the place we were at then, um, it was cool that where I was at was able to give her like inspiration for um, the place she was in. Um, so this is kind of an example of how I can relate to Mary and this dichotomy of like the lie of like, 
how can I do blank if I'm blank? But God will always have this response of, do not be afraid for I'll be with you or I've given you this. Um, and so at this time, after, actually it was like after this night, it was like cocktail or banquet, super long night, networking, and I was terrified the whole time because I was just kept focusing on like, I don't like the way I'm dressed, I'm not made to be here, I'm so young and everyone else looks so experienced. Um, and so actually that night when I went back to my hotel, um, instead of like going out and hanging out with a lot of the other scholars and exploring New York City, I just was alone, and I was really anxious. Um, and in that moment, I was reminded of this verse. So this actually comes later in Luke, at Luke 1, 42, where it says this, Blessed is she who believed there would be a fulfillment of the what the Lord had spoken to her. Um, you can replace this with he as well. Um, but this is something that Elizabeth um, says to Mary. And so if we just go back to that photo again, um, that this picture right here has actually been the background on my phone screen for the last two years. Um, and it's a verse that really reminds me that in that moment, um, when I was really struggling, I was reminded by this verse. Um, and I was always trying to remember God's promise. However, unfortunately, the, this chapter of the story doesn't have a happy ending. By the end of my time in New York, um, those three days for the scholarship, I hated New York City completely. I was like, I never want to live here. I work here. Everyone here is so superficial. It happened to be the year that the polar vortex was happening. So like that year, like when, when people threw boiling water out of their apartment window from the like super high stories, it would freeze before it hit the ground. Like it was that cold. So literally it was freezing and the people were really cold. Like no one was smiling. So I was just terrified like my whole time there. Um, so yeah, the chapter, the ending of this chapter doesn't end well. Um, but it's okay because the story continues. So again, the lie that Mary believed, um, was that she was not, worthy enough, or she was not highly favored, or that God was not with her. However, we go to the next part when we see the truth that God says about us. So let's go to that next slide again. Um, I just pulled out three of the verses within Luke 1. So what um, the angel says to Mary is, no word from God will ever fail. And then in response, Mary says, let it be to me according to your word. Um, and then at the end, we see this verse that I really want to highlight today is that um, God has incredible plans for all of you, and you're all so blessed. And I think you'll experience God's blessings or re recognize his blessings even more when you believe that what the Lord has spoken over you will actually be fulfilled. Maybe not, usually not in our timing, um, but that God will fulfill it. Um, so in this we see like a complete 180 in Mary after um, the angel reminds her again and again, like God's word will never, ever fail. And now she's accepting it completely. She's saying, okay, like let your word or let your will be according to what you say it is. So she's accepting it completely. Um, she also is believing that it's going to happen. And so You'll notice a lot of times in the Bible, when Mary's in the scene um, and Jesus is there too, it'll say, and Mary cherished this in her heart. So 
She is actually, in that example, you can see that she is believing the fulfillment of what's going to happen by every step of the way, cherishing like what God has planned for her. And that's really beautiful. And so when we see this, though, in, in the verse right here of that um, you are blessed when you believe that there will be a fulfillment of what God has spoken to you, where God has promised to you, um, then that begs the question for each of you. What is the thing that God has promised to you? And if you don't know what that is, keep listening, because I don't want this to fall on deaf ears. So if you don't know what God has promised you, or you don't know how to hear God's voice, then you can't take the step of believing in what he has for you, right? So I want to go into some practicals of how do you actually hear God's voice? You're going to hear us throughout the year um, really emphasizing the importance of, like, God is leading you. Listen for his voice and obey. Um, but if we don't know how to listen, then we can't do the next steps and see the blessings. Um, so the first step is you have to be in love with God. That's literally the first step. And it took me so long to learn. I grew up in the church, um, was really used to the idea of, like, God loves me, I love God, um, really being this, like, thing in the air, like shallow thing that I thought. But I've learned over the years how important that is. Because think about it. Um, when you get a text from a really good friend, you're like really excited to read it. When you get a text from a really good friend who you hope is going to be more than a friend, you're really excited to get it. And when you get a text from someone who is already your significant other, it's always really exciting to read it. So when we hear from the person that we are in love with, we we seek their voice. We want to hear what they have to say. So the first step to actually hearing from God is we have to be in love with God. If we're not in love with God, um, then it takes these intentional steps of like, okay, I need to like try to listen. And that's okay, because maybe that's what it takes, the first step, to get into that place where you actually fall in love with God. So the second step is that... Um, you have to develop a familiarity to God's voice. So I'm going to borrow something I heard from a Live Salted conference. So thank you, Krista, who's another one of our awesome staff members here at the Inn. Um, and at one of the conferences, the speaker talked about um, her husband and how she can pick out her husband's voice in a huge crowded room because she's like his voice is so familiar. But the thing is, her husband's brother has the exact same sounding voice. So if it's the brother's voice, it also sounds like it's her husband, but because their personalities are so different, um, it's then the content of what the voice is saying that allows her to pick apart, is this my husband's voice or my husband's brother's voice? And I think how important that is, because so often God is trying to speak to us the enemy's also trying to speak to us. And sometimes the way the enemy speaks to us feels just as familiar as God whispering sweet things in our ear. Sometimes the enemy's lies feel just as close. So not only do we need to be familiar to what God's voice sounds like, but what kinds of things God says. Um, so that's, that's another step to being able to hear God's voice. Another thing that the speaker talked about that was awesome was this analogy of a radio, like a old school radio where you have to like turn a knob. So there's this idea that like God's voice is like a channel on the radio that's always on. But if you're not tuned in, 
you won't hear him. But he's speaking to you, you just don't hear it. So that piece is actually so important and something I really want to emphasize tonight. Um, because I remember as a college student, I was always so busy going after so many opportunities and never creating space to actually be tuned in to God's voice. But when we intentionally make that space, then we hear where God is leading and we can experience these blessings and we can know where to go next and we avoid being overloaded by overcommitment, which is really common in our society right now. This idea that busyness is a sign of success. Um, but I think actually busyness isn't a sign of success, but steadiness, this idea of having disciplines, like steadily being able to hear God's voice. Because God will guide you to the places where you will experience success and joy. There will be hardship, but there will be a lot of joy. And so my last step and practical I have for you is that um, you also have to accept that God speaks in diverse ways. Um, he speaks through all of our senses. So when it comes to sight, um, I believe that he gives us images. Um, and that can look different for each person. Um, some people, when they pray and do listening prayer, um, like they receive images from God. Sometimes that means just like being able to see what's happening in your life and realizing, oh, God is speaking to me through this. Um, the second one is through hearing. Um, for some people, um, God speaks audibly. Um, hearing could also mean as you're reading the word um, and God is speaking through his living word that like certain verses come like you feel a certain connection to them at certain times. The third one is smell. So I think of this kind of like um, a dog searching for a path with his nose, his or her nose, um, and how God uses opening and closing doors to craft a path for us. The fourth is through taste and this idea that sometimes you just have a bad taste in your mouth about a situation and the, the idea that God will give you peace if you are where you need to be. Um, and I think that is very true in my experience. And lastly, through touch, through physical things, like through people. Like people will speak truth into your life. And um, if you are aware, you'll know when God is speaking through people. Um, so focusing more on the piece about people. When we think about God speaking, speaking through people, we also have to remember that um, we're all created in God's image. So if you want to hear the fullness of God's voice, it's also important that you have the fullness of God's diverse creation in your close friend circles, that you're hearing from different kinds of people because God speaks through different cultures and different ages, different genders. Um, yeah, so... So to kind of recap that, um, as we each think about the question, what is the thing that God has promised to me? We have to uh, recognize, to know what God's promised me, I need to be able to hear from him. Um, I need to create space for that because God is always speaking. The question is just, are you listening? Um, so let's go to the second truth. So this is the truth about God um, that is um, always real, um, which is that um, God's word does not fail, right? Um, so actually, there is a happy ending to my New York story. Um, during my senior year, 
um, by God's grace, I applied to the scholarship again, and I got it again. So I got to go to New York on the exact same experience. Um, unfortunately, I actually went into it with the exact same attitude. I hate New York. I would never live here. Like, I'm just here because, cool, I got money through the scholarship, and like I can stay here for free. Awesome. Um, God was really smart, and he made one of my really good friends also get the scholarship. And she was in the opposite boat. She's like, I love New York. I want to work here someday. Like, I dream of this moment. And so this time getting to experience New York with her um, allowed me to totally be able to hear God's voice because no longer was there negativity from myself um, of these lies of, like, I hate this place. It sucks. Rather, I kept hearing um, from her name's Renee, her perspective. So in this case, God spoke through touch, through physical people. I kept hearing Renee say, wouldn't it be so cool to do this? Like, don't you see how God is working here? And I started seeing New York in a totally different light. Um, also through taste. So this idea of feeling peace. So this time when I went to the internship fair, um, I just felt this like really strong piece around three executive women that I met from a company called Nest Fragrances. And then I also um, experienced God's voice through images. And I felt like on the plane ride um, back from this New York experience, like God just gave me this beautiful image when I looked out the window. Um, and it resulted in this journal post that I wrote on January 14th, 2016. So I'm going to read a little excerpt for you. And this is what God showed me. He said, um, said, I know that the sun stands on the other side, waiting to greet me and to say, you made it because you believed. Um, this was the year that I was going to graduate. So, With that, I proceed expectantly to build up my dream of one day empowering countless women internationally through meaningful employment, conscious creation, and timeless fashion. In six months, I'll walk off of Husky Stadium, no longer a matriculated undergraduate student, and into the confirmation of the will God has for me. And just maybe I'll be stepping on a plane, sent back into the clouds, and headed back to New York City again. So this is like the promise I felt like God had placed on my heart, that maybe I'd return to New York. Um, the next part of this, hearing God's voice through smell, and this idea of doors opening, um, after this trip, so many doors started opening to go to New York City. Um, and then through hearing, I just felt this confirmation of, after you graduate, you should move to New York City, which is so weird, because before that, I was like, I would never move to New York City. Like My dream is to live in China, and I have this opportunity coming up where I can move to China after graduate. Totally thought I was going to take that. Um, and, and then I didn't, and God spoke through that. Um, and so let's move to the next slide. So I, when I graduated in 2016, I moved to New York City, um, and I really went into it with an experimental mindset. Um, and what that means is that I went in with a internship that was two months, and I thought, like, I have these two months here. If the internship doesn't work out, I can always come back to Seattle. So it was, to me, it was like a huge experiment of like, let's see if this works. Let's see what God says when I get there. So this is um, while I was doing my internship, actually at Nest Fragrances, the women that I met at the um, at the internship fair that I ended up working with. And this is me at MoMA um, near Fifth Ave. And... This is probably familiar because it's in Red Square. So I was like really excited and I took a picture and did the W. 
Um, the next piece is in November 2017. So after I finished my internship, I ended up staying, um, found this job at my dream company. If I didn't move to New York, I never would have gotten this opportunity to work with Everlane, which is a sustainable fashion company. Um, so like, praise God for leading me, allowing me to do that. And lastly, this was in February 2018. By this time, I'd met an entire community of inspiring people, um, both Christians and non-Christians, just doing really incredible work. And I think this post that my friend made, um, she makes her own sustainable blazers, so here's me um, trying it on. What she said here, feels like it's time to do something drastic. In my mind, I take that as like, I feel like it's time to listen and obey the adventures God has for me. And we're all figuring it out along the way, or we're all figuring it out as we go along. And this idea that God gives you the next step. He leads us into each step. He doesn't just give you like a, like a, a treasure map of like, this is what it's all going to look like, but he'll give you each step at a time. So we're all, we are all figuring it out as we go along. And you don't already know the big picture. Um, yeah. So. After my time in New York, I really realized that my time in New York taught me um, to really see um, God's plan as a lot of mini experiments. If you view each decision you make as an experiment, there's no such thing as failure. There's only hearing more of God's voice of, oh, I think God is actually taking me another direction. Or, oh, like, this is really life-giving. God wants me to keep going this path. Um, so as you walk through college and even beyond college, um, think of each step you take as an experiment and not as this final thing of like, I made this choice and it sucks and I um, have to stay here, but rather that every step of the way, God is leading you if you listen. Um, so I, I really hope that what I experienced in New York, which is a really fast-paced place, which was the place I would say learn how to listen to God, to actually hear his voice, and then to obey, that I hope that for you um, throughout the rest of the summer, through your college journey, and beyond. And so to conclude, let's go back to my two truths and a lie. I would do a quick vote. Okay, so as a recap, the first one was saw 15 friends. The second one was really miss my boyfriend, um, wouldn't have dated him if it weren't for two international friends. And then lastly, that I have a business I've been running since my junior year, and we're on TV. So if you think it's one, that's the lie. Raise your hand. OK, how about two? <laughs> OK, how about three? Nice. OK, next slide. The three people that raised their hand for number two are correct. So <laughs> no. This is why. So it was super tricky. I wouldn't expect you to get it. So I did miss him a lot. Um, but I actually, it was not two international friends I met in Seattle. It was one I met in Seattle and one that I met in New York City, um, which is actually really important. Um, stay with me a little bit longer. Is that um, this friend I met um, in New York City uh, was an international student there. Um, and I was really moved by my time in at UW, connecting with international students here. So when I went to work in New York, I found another opportunity to keep connecting with students um, there, even though I was no longer a student. And through that, I met Gabriella. Um, 
who grew up in Shanghai. Um, and she's not a non-Christian, but through my conversation with her, she asked this really compelling question that was the beginning to me realizing I had feelings for this amazing person who I'm now dating. So that was really beautiful. The other thing is that I did actually see 15 friends. Um, and this to me is so beautiful because um, when we like separated from each other after meeting one another, we would say like, this is not goodbye, it's see you later. Um, and then it became true. Like I saw them again after four years and it, we kind of had this moment where we're like, oh my gosh, it really is see you later. And now I know I'll see you again, um, which is really hopeful. Um, and lastly, with the business, like, yeah, this is something I started in my junior year. There's so many moments where I was like, this is not going to last. Like I should just stop doing it now. But what I've really found again, success comes to those who are steady. So if you keep going at something, you will continue to develop the skills you need to grow it. Um, God will continue to speak to you. And so this opportunity we got to get covered by King Five, they reached out to us. Like God like brought in the blessings. Like it, I didn't do anything except just try to keep running it, um, even if it was one hour a week, um, working on this passion project that I had. So in closing, um, I just want you to um, leave with this truth that God has an amazing, incredible adventure set out for you. We can go to the next slide. Um, and if you um, create space to listen to him, to be able to hear what the promises are, then you can enter into this adventure. This is another thing that I made my first time in New York when I was having a terrible time. But then God brought it to be true. He brought me back to New York, really redeemed um, what to me, what I thought originally was a closed door because I hated New York. But he opened it again because I was willing to listen. And then he really turned it into an adventure. So I asked three things of you. Number one, make sure to listen to God um, make space to hear his voice. Number two, obey everything that he says, even when it doesn't make any logical sense. Like me leave, moving to New York, and I had no friends there, but God had a plan for me. And lastly, believe that his promise never comes back void. So let me pray for us as we go back into worship. Dear Lord, thank you so much that you brought us here to be together. Um, I'm so thankful for the way that you use all of us. Even when I think about our music team and their song selection today, it was so perfect, and I felt lined up directly with what you um, led me to share. Um, and now as we enter back into worship, um, I'm grateful for the way that you use each, you use each of our gifts. Um, this next song that we're going to sing is one that I requested that... Um, you place in my heart to mean a lot to me during um, my time as a college student here at UW. Um, so I pray that as we enter into worship, that we would be so present to your voice, how you would speak to us, um, and we would hear your sweet, sweet promises. And that um, this is not only something we would do here in this time, in this space, and with one another, but on a regular, regular basis. So would you lead us into that um, and help us to create those incredible disciplines? Thank you, Lord, that you are with us, and you're so good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.